We're talking about the future of learning. We've got Agile, we've got podcasts, we've got whatever you want to talk about because we are live at Learning 2019 from Orlando. It is the Learning Geeks podcast coming now. All right. Hey, Bob. Hey, Dana. Hey, Jake. Hey, Mr. Virtual Jake. Hello. So Dana and I, in all honesty, we are in Orlando. We have an amazing studio audience with us. Let's hear a studio audience. Jake wouldn't know that. Jake's trying to turn off the music. But... <laughs> there we go. It's off now. That'll be edited out. Too. Jake wouldn't know that because Jake is stuck at home in uh, Naperville, Illinois. Sorry, Jake, but we do have virtual Jedi Jake over here watching yes. over us. Yes, thanks. Thanks for putting me up there. Um, I, I did see it. I I, I laughed a lot. Um, I'm I'm glad. First of all, I'm glad that you did that because I took that picture of myself last night, just right out of the shower. I think it was about ten o'clock at night. <laughs> well, you look pretty good, sir. You look pretty Jedi-like. Oh, so that's great. But hey, let's go ahead and dive into it because uh, on this podcast, we do have some special guests. And our first guest is somebody who is no stranger to the learning and development community. Uh, he has done amazing things over many, many years. Um, but even more than that, I think the things that he's super passionate about right now are horse racing and Broadway musicals as well as learning and just helping people grow. He's been a huge influence on me. I didn't think I was going to get all schmaltzy on you, Elliot. Oh, my god! But I am here. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome the one and only Elliot Maisie. Welcome, Elliot. We're Th so glad to have you here. Thank you. I am a longtime listener and first-time uh, caller. First-time caller. Oh, man, this is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> this is great. And, and uh, if you were here in person, you'd recognize that the lettering on our shirts matches Elliot's orange coat. Very good orange. Very good yeah. orange. Yeah, we were, we were shooting for that. Yeah. So that's great. So thank you for wearing orange today. I will. So, hey, before we dive in, we're in Florida. Elliot, uh, have you gotten over to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge yet? I did. We were over there two days ago. I went with uh, three of my Broadway stars there, and we went on a VVIP tour, which was great. Ooh, we nice. did. A, we were able to do uh, twelve rides in three parks in seven and a half hours. So, <laughs> oh, wow. But what was interesting was they were the most competitive at that ride, and I'm not going to give the, away the Galaxy's Edge. The Galaxy yeah. Edge, yeah. and so literally, uh, uh, Ali Ewald, who was uh, one of the stars of Phantom of the opera yeah. is mm -hmm. she wants to now come back and spend a month trying to go trying back to on it, it and get her get her skills up higher i was the engineer and i it did okay I, you hit all the green buttons i had right. a few tarpoons that i could launch it was okay pretty good yeah so okay, i, I was a gunner and, and bob was the pilot and care over here was uh you were a gunner alongside me yeah 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 it's pretty exciting it's it's immersive it, it's very interesting what you're going to start to see is that parks which used to be places to go play are also going to be uh, areas that have gaming engagement competition in. So think a little bit forward. I'm not giving away any non-disclosed secrets, but you will be able to start to build up a profile, a gaming profile. All the characters that you meet there actually have backstories. Uh, and I can imagine leadership programs that will come in and literally spend you know, a weekend going through uh, different parks and build out uh, a, a competitive element to it. We don't know anything about that or the fact that I currently have 87,150 credits in oh. Galaxy's Edge. 
but that's all good. It's sad. Uh, it's sad. Yeah. Well, let's actually, that's a great transition because Elliot, one of the things that you are most known for, and I think that uh, I get a lot of value from is how focused you are on the newest trends in the learning field. So would love to pick your brain about that a little bit. Like, what do you think are the newest, hottest trends right now? Well, I think the top trend in an intriguing way is storytelling. And I think that's what you're doing here. Uh, you know, we've often been in a, for my friends who are psychology majors, in a B.F. Skinner model, where we wanted to basically have a stimulus followed by a response. And that was what a, a instructional design module is. And it still has appropriate and it has compliance needs and the like. But in fact, what we're now dealing with more than anything are people in amazingly rattled times where things are changing and where they have both curiosity and anxiety. Hmm. And, and that's what I think when I read the workforce, they have curiosity and anxiety. And what they want is not to be taken through a treatment. What they want are stories that are impactful that empower them, inform them, connect them, collaborate them. So I think storytelling is going to be a bigger and bigger piece. And I, and I mean ultimately 360 storytelling, that in person, digital, and that whole range. And I think we're gonna have to retool our skills as designers to do more storytelling design that has both data that informs it and a user experience around so, it. So this might be a fundamental question, Elliot, but, but how do you define storytelling? I mean, there's a wide range, right? Yeah. When people say story, I mean, there, there might be different ideas yeah. for pretty much everybody in the room. It, I, I see story that? as a structured communication of an experience, of a perspective, uh, or of a, a reality. Mm. Now what's different is I can tell you what happens if I don't file procurement form 614. And by and large, I don't see that as a, a story. I mean, it's, it's a, a code of conduct, it's important. But hearing a story from somebody who didn't file that and understanding what the consequences are and that mix, that experience. So we've used that word experience a lot, but we've just used it as a way of saying it's more than any learning module, it's an experience. I use it at a different level, which means we're drilling into what people have actually done, and we're mixing the cognitive, the emotional, and the, um, the, life, the life experience of that. And what's interesting, and, and that's why I'm looking a lot at, at blending storytelling and Broadway, is when you hear a story, I mean, many of you are old enough to remember Schoolhouse Rock, mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know? Right. You know, when conjunction, bill, junction, conjunction, junction, when a bill becomes yeah. a law, you know, and there were stories. Were they designed? Yes. But underneath that design was a story. And I think we as humans cognitively process stories differently. I think we remember them and they trigger us. That's why I was sharing in, in the keynote here, and I have lots of friends in the airline industry, but I would argue what they tell us before we take off, I think has very little survivability element right. because it's not a story. I'd love to have a little videotape from Sully Sullenberger talking about what it was like to land that plane. Or So I think we have to, and by the way, couple airlines did that and the FAA was not happy. Oh yeah. They, they wanted the dry crap, not the, uh, not the deeper story. Yeah. yeah. 
uh, because they have to check the box. They have to check the box. That it's yeah. done. But I don't want to check the box and die. Um, I actually want to. I want <laughs> to get off. leave the box unchecked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, the biggest thing. I mean, we, there was recently happened in Europe where a plane landed, and people spent all the time getting their luggage out of the racks, and you know. But there, how do we tell the story right. that changes that? You know, we were talking about that a little bit this morning, and I was even wondering if storytelling is becoming so big in our field that we might need more precise language to talk yes. about storytelling in different channels yep. because yeah. it kind of means so many yeah. things to different people. And, and there are some different models. I think TED has been very mm -hmm. effective of, of, first of all, they've shortened the stories for us mm -hmm. and the like. Uh, I think there are models that go back a long way in, and a lot of them are tribal. I, I went to, when I was 23, a West Virginia storytelling workshop where we had a we had to do clogging for half an hour before storytelling but I was in Africa at a learning conference in Rwanda and there was a whole uh, conversation there about the role of of a beat to stories how do we tell a story at a beat that's cognitively processed so I, I you're absolutely right we don't have the language we don't have the science and I'm not sure we have the respect mm, for storytelling yeah well, how about we shift gears and talk a little bit about podcasting? Mm -hmm. uh, you've also recently started a podcast. Why do you think podcasting is uh, something that's effective? Why is it kind of coming of age when they've been around a while? I resisted it, Dana. I mean, I said I did that years ago. And then literally I had five or six pretty senior executives say, hey, I, I, I listen to folks when I'm running in the morning and I can't listen to you. Uh, I, I, I actually don't like looking at you you know, because you're boring to visually look at. So, and, and what's interesting is, you know, the default answer would be take the video off and just listen to the audio, but it's very different. We're doing an audio-centric environment that is very different than doing a video and then just using the audio. So we right. are focused on, we're hearing the audio in our ears. And finally, it, it wasn't being short. I'm one of the few people, I'm not a fan of the phrase micro-learning because I, I deeply fear that I or my relatives will go into surgery as the <laughs> uh, surgeon is explaining they just finished the micro course on that operation. and Right I, next to the people with the airlines. Right, right. Yeah. I would have them run, run away. Yeah. But it's not that it's shorter, but that it's single mode, that we're getting to a single mode, and that's a mode of audio, of audio focus and, and the like. And so I often listen to a podcast with my eyes closed, mm -hmm. you know, or I listen to a pod. It, it's, a, it's a single focus mode. I listen to podcasts while I'm driving, and then I try not to close my eyes. Yep. Mm -hmm. But yeah. that's a good idea to keep your eyes open. Thank you. So, you know, Elliot, I did have one quick question on that. Um, what is the amount of time that you like a podcast to be? I, I've heard so many people like 45 minutes or longer. We ourselves try to keep it within 30 minutes, but I'm just curious for you personally, what is that time limit for you? I'm going to give you an interesting, maybe divergent answer, and it also goes to why I'm not, and you know, I, I love my friend Carl Kapp, and he wrote an interesting book on micro-learning. But where I differ are the micro-learnings, I want things to be chaptered. Mm -hmm. I want things to be chaptered. I want them to be in, in, in chunks, if you will. And then situationally, I may want one chunk, three chunks, five chunks. Uh, it's happening in TV. I'm a Broadway producer now, and what we're now seeing are TV shows being shot in 14 to 16-minute segments, but the whole season released in one shot. So I think personalization is the ability of the learner to choose how many segments I want. But I don't want them so small 
that I'm getting compression. Because the, you know, if I want compression, I'll read a tweet. What I want is I want to hear the voice. I want to hear the emotion. I want to hear the interaction. Yeah. And if it's too short, then you're just doing blasting. <laughs> <laughs> so time to move on. Speaking time, of time to move on. It's probably time for Elliot to move on. So All thank right. you, sir. We appreciate your time. Let's hear it for Mr. Elliot Maisie. Well, that's so amazing. 